ask a question for the show today, head over to Infendo.com's community page and join our Discord. We put the donkey in Donkey Kong. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode 648. Now, we were off the air last week, but um, we were doing some very important work. You see, we actually traded in Justin's soul in a sacrificial practice to revive Steve for a very limited time so that he could come do this show with us and just instead. So um, I am joined by my two effervescent, always bubbly, sometimes troubly co-hosts. However, they are not Justin and Eugene. As I, as I prefaced, it is Steve and Eugene. So Steve, as the currently resurrected special guest on the show, um, how you doing tonight and where can the people find you? You have me for exactly one hour, at which point I will expire, and you will see nothing. You will hey, you hear turn, nothing, that'll be it. It'll you just turn be back a into a window. pumpkin. Mm-hmm. I'm I think, doing great. I'm pretty sure Steve turns into a like a carrot or something like that. What do they grow in Utah? Is it carrots, radishes? Sounds All right, like everybody, Utah question crop. by question. What crop does Steve turn into at the top of the hour? Oh, no, he's definitely corn. Yeah, definitely corn. <laughs> definitely corn. Definitely, Corn. Um, and you can find me on Discord all the time, every day. Um, there's an easier way to find it than I've been doing for all these years. Look at your phone, click on the little podcast thing that you're looking at, and look at the details. There's a link right there. Just click on it. That's Join my Discord. Keep, I think we've kept that in there over the year, even though you've been gone. Like it's just, mm-hmm. it's you're you're forever in the uh, in the Discord. Yeah. yeah, this is like the mafia. Once you're in, you don't get out. That's very true. That's exactly Without what we a bag of say. oranges. Exactly <laughs> what we always say. Uh, Eugene, how many mafias have you been in that you haven't been able to get out? And where can the people find you? Um. Well, I used to play Mafia Wars. That was a fun game, actually. Hmm. Um. I think it was like a Facebook game. But yeah, and then you had to like get your friends to like like your thing so you can get like more money or something like so that. So you could be a level 60 mobster instead Man. of a level 1 mobster. My, yeah. those were the days. my dad got crazy hooked on the Godfather video game for the Wii. Like he would be at work oh. and he would dream no. at work about like oh I gotta <laughs> go home and I gotta do this thing. I gotta extort that person to get this thing. It was See, really I was funny. thinking that dad and I played that but I'm pretty sure we played Scarface for the mm-hmm. Wii? Maybe Scarface. Oh yeah, I played that one too. Yeah, it was kind of like GTA. It was actually it was pretty good. Yeah, that's how this one was too. Anyway, Eugene, sorry I stole your thunder. No, I stole yours. So uh, I guess we who's gonna (laughs) steal Lucas's? We'll both find out here in a second. You were good to steal Um, mine because my internet froze. So all I heard was the bit about corn. I missed everything before. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Off to a good start. Anyway, yeah. I'm doing good. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Lucas Peace if you're interested in watching some videos about what I've been up to. Um, I've actually been uploading a lot lately. I actually just uploaded yesterday a tour of my old Animal Crossing island, the one that is now deleted, which you will hear more about and change the system. So if you want to see all the work I put into my last island, you can go uh, go watch that video. It's 10 minutes. There's no dialogue. It's just text and a, and a video. A, go check it, it out. It was a cool island. I didn't it watch was... the video, but I've been to that island many times. I, we I want Dark it. Souls. We want Dark Souls. <laughs> Dark Souls still on the way, so is Inscription. But as I told my friend Andy, who watches some of my videos, um, and as you'll hear throughout tonight's video, 
Um, I also contracted a slight case of COVID-19 about a week and a half ago, so I'm getting over that. One of the side effects of that is talking for an extended period of time like I'm doing right now makes my throat tickle and want to cough. So um, I'm fine. I'm well. I've been vaccinated up and down and sideways, so I'm doing a-okay. But um, yeah, recording extended gameplay of frustrating or, games like Dark Souls Or playing Monster Hunter has also been difficult. Yeah, we haven't gotten in a ton of Monster Hunter, but... <laughs> Well, the you Monster haven't. Hunter expansion did come out, and that's kind of why Steve wants to talk about this tonight. But before we get to any of that, and to give somebody else a chance to talk so I can rest my poor, delicate vocal cords, <laughs> we have some news coming your way tonight. A couple of big pieces, actually. Um, who wants to Who wants to talk about the B one? Who wants to bring up I'll that do it. topic? Do it. I'll do it. Hit them hit wild. S- saw the press release first thing this morning, watched the trailer, uh, but Bayonetta 3 uh, was announced that it has a release date. And if I'm not mistaken, Eugene, fact check me if I'm wrong, October 28th is the release date on that one. We got a brand new gameplay trailer. They they confirmed some returning characters that I don't know, because even though I own both games and have for about three years now, I've never booted them up. They also announced... uh, I've been told that I need to. They also announced a new character that we'll apparently be able to play as, something of an Mm -hmm. apprentice witch who runs around and does stuff. Um, one and, of the for things... those, and for those of you that live outside the U.S., Bayonetta 1 is getting a physical release, and Bayonetta 3 is getting a collector's edition. Last I saw, which was like, I don't know, before noon today, they had not announced that in the West yet. Mm. One of the things that I thought was um, kind of interesting is, so, so in the first game, you're pretty much fighting angels. You fight angels, you fight like the that in-game universe of like God and everything. And that's the that's the storyline of the first game. Just the witch fighting angels and kind of bringing order to the world that's, you know, in chaos and everything. In Bayonetta 2, um, your demons kind of go nuts and go rogue and you kind of fight more of like the hell aspect. You go to hell, you fight a bunch of the demons that you allied with in the first game and you're kind of fighting hell. In this game, um, the enemies are man-made creatures called homunculus which kind of plays into bayonetta's lore of like heaven hell and earth being like the three realms and everything so it's cool that they're still like tying the games in with you know like this this whole theory of like balance and unity and everything yet so. you won't play darksiders darksiders just doesn't interest it's heaven me. hell and humans it it's just about the balance the it apocalypse just doesn't interest me Steven. Ah, lucas what are we but gonna Bayonetta, do? Bayonetta interests me a little bit. It's never been one of my favorite games, but it was a. It's probably my favorite platinum game. I think I would go as far as to say that. Like, I, think I, I would tried, agree with that. Yeah, I tried Wonderful 101 and a couple of their other games, and they haven't quite wowed me as much. Now, if I remember right, um, Near Automata, that's a platinum game, right? Or at least it's like co-developed by Platinum. Is that right? I'll take a look, but I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> okay. And then there was that other one that came out with the police that I never played. That one looked pretty good too, but I heard it was kind of short. So anyway, that might be the first one that I actually play because I've never played a platinum game before. Yeah, they're quality titles. At least the list you gave. It's just um, I don't know. They're they're always kind of hit or miss with me, like in terms of interest. But I'm excited for Bayonetta three. I don't know that I'm gonna be like you know running out to pick it up on launch or anything like that. But there will inevitably come a day where I'm like, okay, let's sit down and play through these games again. It's been a few years, you know. Platinum. Isn't okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Platinum. I'm, I'm thankful I can play it on a handheld system. Um, yeah. Not one that I have to play on a TV and be embarrassed about because I would be embarrassed about playing such games like that yeah. or Catherine or something like that. 
Yeah. I can just play it with headphones on. And, Don't be you know, embarrassed to play one. Catherine. I, I'm i weird like Bayonetta, that. Bayonetta also, like, isn't that... Unless my, my sensitivity is just way, like, lower than other people. People say Bayonetta is, like, really risque and, like, suggestive It can't stuff. be. It's it can't be much worse. It can't be much worse than some of the shows my wife and I have watched Yeah, together. it's, like, like mildly... Spartacus. It's mildly risque, but I would go so far as to say a show like um, American Horror Story has more sexual content than Bayonetta. Yeah. They've had some rough seasons. Yeah. It's not not that brutal. I can think of like one attack in Bayonetta 1 that would be like blush worthy if you were playing it in polite company. But for the most part, it's pretty. uh, It was tame enough that the character made it into Smash Bros. That's that's, fair. That's That's all I'm going to say about that. That's fair. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, so that's Bayonetta. I'm excited, mm-hmm. uh, you know, admittedly not, like, jumping off the walls or anything, but, you know, we knew it was coming, kind of excited to see where the series goes and see how it continues to go. This really was a series that was kind of saved by Nintendo, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's kind of cool. It, it really has well, yeah, come to home on Nintendo. It was one of those games where when I was at, uh, when I worked at GameStop back in, I think I was there in 2010, 2011, because I was there for yeah. the Skyrim release. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that was one of those ones that you always saw in like the five dollar bin on mm-hmm. um, Xbox. What was it on three sixty? It was yeah. always in the five dollar bin. We always had like four hundred copies of it, would never sell. Yeah. And then the second they put it on a Nintendo system, it was like the hot thing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell you, I know I've said this story before, and this is only tangentially related to Bayonetta, but they did cross over in a game together, so I count it. Um, Mad World. When I was in college, and I went to the bargain bin at GameStop, and I picked Such up a Mad good World game. for the Wii for five dollars, and I played through it in steal. a night, and oh, it was so unlike anything I had played before. Just over the top violence. You got gore, the the Who's know, just, Line guy uh, uh, dealing out like the best uh-huh. one-liners. It's like the best. Oh uh, yeah, I love that game. Oh yeah, and he's the guy who. Um, uh, if, if we're thinking of the same one, because there were two of them, yeah. but um, one of them was John DiMaggio, who was yeah. the voice yeah, the bender. bender on yeah. Futurama, mm-hmm. and Jake the Dog on Adventure Time, so hearing him in that game is a delight. You know? It was just such... I, I always oh. think about... I'm just thinking about that game all the time. And you know what I think yeah. about, actually, more than anything that makes me so mad, is that one mm-hmm. of my friends... I shouldn't get mad at this, but one of my friends, I was playing it, and he's like, this game looks really cool. But I'll never play it because it's in black and white. I'm like, oh, that's such a that's narrow. The point. I, yeah, I, I right. Always, yeah, that's like that's I like oh, get... I'll never watch Sin City because it's in black and white. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, maybe. I always get Odd World and Mad World mixed up because the titles yeah. are so similar. And they're okay, very yeah. different games. Very different. Very I have, different. I have the Mad World trilogy <laughs> on Switch. I have to say too, since we're just kind of ranting and raving here, mm-hmm. um, Anarchy Reigns, which is kind of the spiritual successor. Decent game, but nowhere near the level of quality, in my opinion, that Matt mm-hmm. World had. Just, just untouchable. I really wish we could get a proper sequel, but you know, sometimes one, one and done is better than like you know twenty that that slowly rot yeah. through in a series. You know. Sure. Speaking of games that come out in droves and potentially rot and ruin a series, we're getting a new Kirby game very soon, <laughs> summer of 2022. Um, this one took me completely by surprise. I was Same. sitting on my, I was sitting on my computer. I do a lot of stuff on YouTube for work, so I'm constantly like browsing YouTube in my free time. And I saw this promo for I don't even remember what the name of it is now, but it was like Kirby Gourmet something or other, or Kirby like Treat Gourmet Track, track. or something. Yeah, it's something like that. Kirby's um, it, Dream Buffet. Dream That's Buffet. What it was. Thank you. 
Um, well, I saw the I saw the image and I was like, "There's no okay." Somebody made a fan game or something, or it's like an, an animation. I said it's from Nintendo. I'm like, "Oh, is it a yeah. game? Is are we getting a game?" Sure enough, it's this little um, looks to be the kind of game that would be free to play. They have not announced it's free to play, which makes me think it probably won't be. But um, this little Kirby game where you roll around these Kirby balls and you eat up food and you kind of battle each other and knock people off bridges and stuff. And then at the end, you know, a player has the most points and they win, kind of like Four Swords yeah, Adventure which, style. whichever Kirby is the fattest is the one that wins. Exactly, which is, which is really true cool. to life, right? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, so... So I, I'm I'm intrigued. I want this game. It looks like fun. It looks like it's completely tied to local and online multiplayer, so I hope we can play with strangers because mm-hmm. I know I'm not going to be playing with any of you guys for more than, like, a night. So, you know, yeah. hope yeah, that well, that you'll happens. Get, but... You'll get one Let's Play out of it. It'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. But, no, this game looks fun. It looks simple, and it looks fun. And I hope that it's cheap, and I hope that it's accessible because I hope it's good. I really want to play this game. It just you looks like a nice You know what I kind of want? I kind of want it to be a Switch Online exclusive, like Tetris 99 and uh, that would be a good idea. Pac-Man 99. Mm. Now, as far as I can tell, they did say summer 2022, um, but on the you know I kind of dug in a little bit on like the details. It said pricing and release date to be announced at a future time. So how future? I don't know. I was kind of hoping it would be like a day announced release kind of thing, but clearly that's not the case. But Kirby is not afraid to make little cheap, uh, you know. Like those fighting games they came out with, the like Smash oh, yeah. Lite games and stuff. And yeah, it almost got just... me to download download one of those. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll uh, we'll see what happens with this one if anything comes out of it. But I'm I'm keeping my eyes peeled. I'm I'm hopeful this will be a good one. You know. Yeah, I'll I'll give it a shot if it's cheap. But if it's more than about ten fifteen bucks, I probably won't. To yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, did anybody have anything else that they wanted to bring to the table, or should we just pivot? I know it was kind of there a was one more news. piece of news. Let me just hmm. grab it real quick. Well, two more actually. Um, there was a, another press release. Nintendo of America announced they have a new vice executive vice president of sales, marketing, oh, and yeah. communications. I got a little um, distracted by that one. The way you posted the picture, it kind of confused yeah. me. Yeah, I just, yeah, it was, her name is Devin Pritchard, I believe. And yeah. evidently, she's been with Nintendo since November of 2021. Mm. Yeah, the um, so. the article was Wait, a that's, little... that's a lie. Uh, member for, of Nintendo for almost 16 years. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, the article was a little weird because it said... Um, Nintendo of America today named Devin Pritchard Executive Vice President of Sales, Marketing, and Communications, following her tenure as the acting executive in that role since November 2021. So I guess she's been in the role that she officially got for the last, like, year, basically. It's probably, like, one of those things. The old guy retired in front of her, and then they were trying to find somebody else, and... uh, Yeah, and she was kind of like... Yeah. yeah, it sounds like she was in like a trial phase kind of thing, and now she's on board. So, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't think this will really bring about any waves at the company at no. all. You know, she's a, she's an executive of sales for an American branch of a Japanese company where the mm-hmm. American division doesn't really do like any development or anything. So, you know, we'll see if, yeah, if her switch prices suddenly go down by like fifty bucks, and you know that you know maybe she had a hand mm-hmm. in that. But, hmm. Yeah, I figured it was just worth mentioning. You know. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of news here and there, you know. So. Um, 
Well, we have been off the air for two weeks, and even though there are only three of us, we have some stuff to talk about. So I'm going to let us pivot now to change the system. I think in the interest of his sanity, I'm going to let Eugene go first, Mm -hmm. because Steve, you and I are going to overlap. So I think one of us can... One of us can probably end with a game that the other one can start with, and we can just kind of build off of each other from there. I, but I now, dare say that'll be the case. Eugene, you've had a couple <laughs> of weeks here to play some games. What have you been up to? How much How much Elden Ring have you put into that two-week period? I actually want to start with a different game this time. It's a new oh one. Oh, my God. Own. Yeah, it came out um, pretty recently, actually. It's called uh, Monster Hunter Sunbreak. Um, it's what? Oh. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Don't no, no, no. do that to us. He's been waiting all day to do that, guys. Don't do that to us, Eugene. You can't do that to us. Like, That'd be like me what? getting on and saying, so I've been playing Elden Ring. So the funny thing is, though, Lucas, is I didn't think it was possible, but then I remembered it also came on Steam. So he could have been playing it without our knowing because he would have been playing on Steam. Wow, your brain went real quick. I was just like, you got it on Switch? No, he didn't get it. We would have seen him online. I know I would have been invited to some what is, like a hunting guild or whatever they're called. I don't even know, but um, oh, no, we would have hunted. Oh, I've been playing. <laughs> Sorry. Also, Lucas, he couldn't have done it because you have to beat the main game to even uh, get to that content. You're thinking way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I do. Welcome to me. Um, so I've been um, playing Xbox because I have one now. There is a lot of Game Pass games, a lot of Game Pass games. Luckily for the audience, a lot of those Game Pass games overlap because they are also on the Switch. So I've been playing a game called Unpacking, which is actually on the Switch. Yeah. I've heard of this. It's it's cool. Got it for free. It was, um, I think it's like 20 bucks on the Switch or something like that. I've seen it on sale before though, but... um, In any case, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty fun. It's... um, giving um my wife a little bit of anxiety i feel because uh, she's watching me as i'm playing and she's like that doesn't go there that doesn't go there that brush should go in the drawer <laughs> um and uh, uh yeah it's it's just fun it's like a it's a nice palette uh cleanser in between like elden ring deaths you know mm-hmm. you know just kind of go and pack some boxes try and find the it's, it's like a small puzzle game so like you know You'll have to put the pots and pans in the kitchen where they're supposed to go, you know, things like that. I'm, um, I've got a pile of boxes sitting next to me if you want to attack. <laughs> There's also uh, <laughs> that kind of like environmental storytelling involved because like, you know, you're you're putting the same, um, you know, like pig stuffed animal. You're unpacking that every time. Ever, ever since you were a little kid, you've been taking that to every place since you've un- since you got there. So, yeah, it's, it's a kind of interesting and concept. Then you notice one of the knives you unpack is covered in blood and the <laughs> Actually, <laughs> sure, maybe. Haven't gotten that far yet, but I wouldn't put it past it yet. Uh, past this death. He's group. still on the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, right. No, uh, <laughs> I thought you were like talking to family. I was like, Steve, we're doing a show right now. <laughs> Can it wait? <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fun. It's uh, it's called Unpacking. Um, I think I'm about like halfway through. It's like it's not a long game. I think that if you. Um, I know there's like, you know, different medals and achievement type things that you can get if like you do things in the proper method. You can even turn off the puzzle mode so like you can like literally just put things where you want it to anywhere. But uh, yeah, that's what that game's all about. 
Um, so what else we got on the table? Um, you guys want to hear about Elden Ring some more? Because that's that's yeah. <laughs> that's what I've now, been playing too. The when game. last we left you, you had finished the game, beaten the final boss, and you were new game plusing. Is that right? Yeah, new game plus. So still doing doing my thing. It's interesting because like still seeing things that I've never seen before in that stupid mm. game. The map is just massive, you know? Like, it is just absolutely, incredibly massive. I don't know that it's as, um, as dense as I would like it, because there is a lot of, like, you know, empty space, but I guess that kind of, uh, gives you a lull in between, like, dying a million times, you know? Because you're trying to, like, traverse yeah. to this cliff up here, but you might actually have to, like, go all the way around the mountain to find a trail back here, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still enjoying it. It is, it's pretty hard. Um, like, especially the New Game Plus stuff, you know, because, you know, everybody gets a little bit harder, everybody gets a little, uh, you know, a little bit more souls after you defeat, or runes after you defeat them. Um, but yeah, still doing that. Still relying on a lot of help though, because like I, I when I can't beat a boss, I'm still like summoning people in because I'm you know not good enough to solo them a lot of the times. And I, my uh, you can get what these ashes of war, but I'm really bad at upgrading stuff in this game. I actually just realized about like towards the end of the first playthrough that you can actually upgrade those things because okay, so an ash of war is a summon you bring these little ghosts in basically you can summon in like enemies that you've been fighting the whole time so like okay. i can summon in like these jellyfish if i really wanted to to help me fight they're not very helpful so i wouldn't probably summon in those but um the but point they're is pretty yeah but you can upgrade them all too um going to i think it's like in the round table hold or something like that is where you upgrade them but anyways the same words <laughs> yeah no kidding but uh, you can upgrade them, make them stronger, and I did not realize that until like very, very, very late in the game. And that's been helping me very tremendously because yeah, like I have these like wolves that are like just doing work now. It's great. Huh. So cool. uh, yeah, that's Elden Ring. Um, what else? The other games I've been playing are honestly not really games. Um, I've been doing a lot of, uh, this will bleed into you, Steve, so uh, buckle oh. up. Um, I've been playing a lot with my um, Flipper Zero um, because I've been uh, I kind of had uh, all kind of had all pause. of <laughs> kind of did all the NFC stuff that I could do because there's not really much right like you already found it there's a whole database of like literally every yep. amiibo ever imaginable yep. including some amiibos that haven't even been announced yet because um, people you know. You just get the code and you just like yep. add a zero to it and then you find another amiibo type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that there's only so much I can do with that. So I've um, kind of been learning to code a little bit, compiling code. You'll, you'll learn if you like actually want to do more with this than just amiibo stuff, Steve. But like you can actually... So uh, let's, let's pause right there for just a second. Go ahead. Lucas, I hate you. I hate you, I hate you, I hate I you. I got an email. Okay, so let's let's put this into perspective. Let's tell the story <laughs> at its logical beginning. So Eugene got this thing, he he pre-ordered it on Kickstarter like like five years ago at this point. And I was Seven, already uh, like, ten, ooh, this 22 is cool. years ago. Yeah. 
this yeah, this is cool. I want one. Oh, that's a bit much. Maybe not. Back in the back in the eighties, we were all listening to Justin Bieber and uh, Carly Rae Jepsen, mm-hmm. and, um, and so so he ordered it, and I wanted to get one too, but I didn't want to get one so badly that I was willing to buy it, so I didn't get it. Um, but I am signed up on their newsletter, so when it goes live for sale again, like I get I get notifications. Now, I got a notification, what was it, today, I think? Yesterday? It was... Uh, hang on, let me check my email. Days because, are all bleeding together. Yeah, that me. happens. But, it, um, anyway. Yesterday. I got a notification yesterday, and I sent a message in Discord, because, you know, everybody was kind of interested in this when they, they heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided not to get one again, because they are kind of expensive. I just had a couple of recent purchases come up that I had to do, and it's not really, it's not in my wheelhouse just yet. But it is something that I want, because I basically want Watch Dogs to be real life, and this game, or this thing basically allows you to kind of live that life, which is mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Uh, but anyway, Steve, what did you do when I sent that notification? So I was like, crap. In the last two weeks since Monster Hunter came out, I have spent $47 on Amiibo cards and Amiibo points. I saw the price on this thing was 160 whatever the hell it is. <laughs> and I realized that I could get an SD card and load the entire database of Amiibos, period, end of story, and continually update that. So, Steve, what did you so do? So I pre-ordered it. He did. He pre-ordered it. It ships like, in August. Within minutes of me posting the link, <laughs> he pre-ordered it. So. And immediately gave you multiple middle fingers. Back to you, Eugene. Yeah, that, well, uh, it, as Steve uh, mentioned, it, you can basically put Amiibo on this. I put other NFC things on there, like... Um, we stayed at a hotel um, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they had one of those fancy, like, you know, cards things that you wave on yep. the door. Was able to put that on the flipper, which was really cool. My work badge would work on it. Mm-hmm, how, exactly. Um, not to make this the flipper show or anything, but how complex is it to do that kind of stuff? Like, what level of it's a couple computery of know-how? Okay, so it's not like it's not like a whole big like you know the the C interface backslash you know the interface Amiibo it's got a it's got a little circle pad that has an up down mm. left and right it has a button in the center to confirm and a button that off to the side that goes so back. you're That's so you're what like so you're what like scanning um, NFC card NFC chips and stuff and then like registering them to the system and stuff like mm-hmm. that cool. Yeah, so and it, obviously it, that's like baby's first step. You know, it can go a lot more yeah, detailed than that. But, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can. If that's all you want to do, so super easy. You don't need to get like you know do anything. But for me, yeah. I've actually installed a custom firmware on here because some people have unlocked. You know, it's an open source uh, device, so yeah. the developers have actually you know released the source code. So there's a lot of different branches on GitHub that you can choose from. I'm I'm using the Rogue Master um, branch. Um, and unlocks a few things, adds like games to it. Um, so I, I have That's like te- cool. I have like Tetris. I have like um, Texas Hold'em. I you know just That's like cool. yeah. Uh, there's this there's a, a bunch of stuff you can do on here. But like again, if you wanna if you just wanna go with somebody else's stuff like the Rogue Bastard uh, firmware, then you don't need to know any code. Just download somebody else's stuff, whatever. What I've been getting into recently is um, compiling my own builds of this because there's different plugins and different like things that you can add to it that might not be on this firmware that, but you wanna add it type of thing, you know? Mm. So um, yeah, that's been a whole other wheelhouse, a whole other world for me. I've never like compiled code before like this before. 
it's been fun learning though. So um, yeah, it's kind of like uh, opened up my uh, perspective on like you know what you can actually do with things. Uh, you know, I, I knew I had a computer. I knew that you could code things, but you know, I just never knew what that was all about. And the Flipper Zoo has kind of unlocked that potential in my brain, I guess. You know, so yeah, it's That's fun. Cool. The other thing I've been messing around with is um, the bad USB on here um, because there's a, a, a bad USB program or plugin that you can use, which basically when think about it as um, like if a hacker had a USB and they wanted to plug it into a computer and run a bunch of scripts and commands, it's that. Yeah. Um, you cool. can basically put your own scripts on there and do things. So I've been learning to add a couple of scripts. Like I have one called, um, you can download all these too from different repositories, but there's this one called um, Show Save Passwords. And it's scary actually. So um, what it does is uh, it runs this script and it looks through your um, probably like your temp files on your computer or something like that or your Chrome files and it finds the file that has your saved passwords in it, exposes it, puts it all in a spreadsheet all within the matter of like 10 seconds. So like if I had access to somebody's computer, I can do some crazy stuff, you know, like it's pretty that scary. That is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> also a really, also a really useful well, tool for you though if you just want to compile exactly. all of your own passwords. Yeah, exactly. Wow. When I was reading the uh, like the web page on this, mm -hmm. um, like it says this is designed for pen testers and people that want to see where vulnerabilities and stuff are. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. The coolest, and I sh I probably shouldn't tell you this, Steve, because it, you might uh, cancel your pre-order. But they're already starting development on the Flipper One, which I'm excited for, and um, I'm definitely going to absolutely get. So designed. the the whole point of me getting this. Um, I had bought a set of Monster Hunter Amiibo coins, and I bought a new set of Zelda Amiibo cards mm -hmm. to keep in my controller case in my backpack, so I have access to those 31 Amiibo at any time. Okay. That was the sure. whole that. So that was that one this becomes, two purchase. Yeah. This becomes the flipper, and that's what my flipper will be for. Eventually, See, yeah. if I get a new job, I might get a second one when I'm making more money type deal. But that's what this main thing is for. Mm -hmm. See, I would want that too, but I would also want the ability to open and shut all of my neighbors' garage doors on them <laughs> and just really like yeah. frustrate them. Like that would oh. be my big thing with the flipper. Don't, would be like garage don't goes get me up, wrong. garage goes down, garage goes <laughs> up, garage goes down. There's plenty of fun to be had with this thing that will be had um, yeah. in my own house. That so, yeah, that type know, of stuff is go a to the little, Applebee's, click click. That that stuff is a little bit more. Um, on the gray area side like you can definitely do that if you want to but it's a little bit harder like it's not as easy as like downloading a script and like pointing yeah. it at the garage door like right. I would probably actually have to like have access walk to their over remote. to the garage door or yeah. or like be hiding in the bushes while they're you know getting home mm -hmm. and then they're pushing the button on their remote and then yeah exactly clearly like, he's thought about it. this before <laughs> I love it. You even said you would even said at one point when you were just playing around and like surveying the neighborhood you uh, you tapped into somebody's pacemaker. That kind of freaked you out. Well, so there's a. The, it's not. So there was um, the the firmwares. You can unlock different firmwares. One of the firmwares that I downloaded was I didn't like it because you can actually tap into um, yeah like a frequency that's used for like medical equipment, ah. and um, like I was scanning and I kept scanning this this uh, 
frequency in like this one range that I didn't recognize or whatever. Um, and I looked it up online, and yeah, it turns out that that's like where medical well, equipment lives. I was like, oh yeah, no, I don't want to somebody's pacemaker, and, you know, or something. Uh-huh. You can you can use it, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Eugene. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you can use it to uh, reprogram RFIDs. And yeah. RFIDs are what they use for the kyber crystals inside the lightsabers. Oh. So, ironically. Steve can um, reprogram his I kyber can reprogram crystals. my kyber crystals God. so I can put the yellow one in and it would do the mm-hmm. red blade instead. God. Yeah, there's, um, yeah, it'll do RFIDs. In fact, I have a old, um, I probably shouldn't incriminate myself here on um, live audio but um here we are um i used to work at uh the high school local high school and they had these key cards that had rfad well i never turned mine in and i'm pretty sure that my card still works um so um yeah i put that on my flipper and i'm going to test it out one of these um 2 a.m mornings eugene's Eugene's gonna go creeping at the high school at two in the morning (laughs) see my badge for work is rfid but they deactivate them when you turn them in okay or if you don't turn them in and you get terminated security which is why which is why you gotta scan it before you get pretty sure well that's the thing um, is i can scan it but if that badge number isn't active then it still won't let me know pretty sure that the secretary at the public high school has no idea how to do any of that so um pretty sure (laughs) that for all you know they're a master hacker and they're following you (laughs) that could also be true could happen yeah, it could happen. But yeah, no, I've been just messing a lot, around a lot with the flipper. It's fun. Um, I've even tempted to get some, um, and I'm sorry, I'm going to pass it on to you guys here in a second. But I'm, I'm tempted to get some, they have some accessories that you can plug into the top. There's like pins up on the top. Mm-hmm. So like you can buy like different boards or like even make your own boards and, you know, plug it into those little slots. Um, it's called, uh, let's see, it's a, where is it? the GPIO interface. Um, some people know what that means. I don't really, but I want to learn, you know? And then uh, it, it's, 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 it could be pretty cool. I, I, I'm really I know, interested in I know in IO is device. input output, but I can't GP remember what the GP is. is. Grand Prix, so yeah. it's the Grand Prix input output. <laughs> I, uh, I'm tempted to order the Wi-Fi board that Flipper has on their website that you can plug into that I thing. I saw that. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, that's that's it for me. Um, what are you monsters hunting? Hmm. Yeah, so I guess I'll start, Lucas. Be my guest. So I've been playing exactly two games in the last forever. Um, I've gotten back into Animal Crossing. So I finally got around. So Lucas decided that he was going to clear out his island. And he needed a safe place to store all his junk. I mean, all his expensive stuff. I saved so. all of the squeakoids. Yep. I saved them all. Don't yep. worry. They're in safe <laughs> all hands. All the squeakoids were safe. Were being the operative word. Now they're back or, home on your new place. They're home. Yeah. So, they're home. Um, when I stored all of this stuff, I'm like, that's an entire inventory's worth of stuff. I wonder how far I am from five-starring my island. So I did the thing where you fill up your inventory with all that garbage that you've got in... Uh, you know, stored in your house that you never see in your storage mm-hmm. and just started dropping it in big empty spaces on my island. I found I was only two inventories plus Lucas's junk from five starring my island. So I went ahead and put my two inventories worth of stuff away, got two inventories worth of stuff that made sense to be on my island, 
and actually placed it on my island and decorated my island and finally got my five-star rating. Um, so now I've got the golden watering can, which I'm excited about, so I immediately went ahead and got golden roses because they'll sell for normally 1,200 bells, but I've got the uh, bell-booming uh, ordinance on, so I get an extra 20% anytime I sell on my island. But in turn, everything costs 20% more, which isn't a big deal when I've got 15 million bells in the bank. So that was fun. And then I realized there's a flower that only grows on five-star islands that I believe is called the Lily of the Valley. Mm -hmm. And one spawns for every week that your island is at a five-star rating. So I've went ahead and added those to my collection of flowers in my big flower meadow as well. So that was fun. And then a little game came out. A little game that's managed to sell 3 million copies, according to the official Twitter feed. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is out. Um, I took... It came out on, like, Wednesday night at whatever time it came out. Um, I took Thursday and Friday off, and Lucas decided he was going to get COVID, so we barely got to play together. Son of a gun. I, I did decide that, actually. Yeah, you're like, this, this would be a fun way to ruin it for Steve. It was a creative choice. So here's here's the fun thing, though. I've watched all the trailers for this, so I knew everything that was in the expansion. Lucas I know nothing. has watched a couple of trailers, and I've decided not to spoil everything for Lucas. So, and I know that there's a couple of them that are coming up that he's going to lose his shit about that I refuse to tell him. Oh, I swore, I'm sorry. Um, that I refuse to tell him about. <laughs> So he is actually going into this completely blind, and it's been a lot of fun to watch him. Like, we got a second loading screen after doing... what's What was that Ice Wolf called, Lucas? Uh, uh, Lu, putting Lu, me on the spot here. Lunagaron, Lu, 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 I think Ludicolo. his name is. yes. Ludicolo. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we fought him, and after we fought him, we got a new loading screen. And Lucas is like, that looks suspiciously like um, whatever monster. And I'm like, yeah, it is. It's that wasn't monster. It, um, oh god! It's Gormagala. Gormagala. Yeah. Yeah, Gormagala. That looks an awful lot like Gormagala. I'm like, yeah, he's in it. I'm so excited. And Lucas has no idea going into this, which is yeah. Really I don't know. Fun. I don't know. I don't know what's what. It's all new to me. See, because unlike Steve, I actually like to play the game like when the game comes out, not three months before the game comes out. So <laughs> it's all new and exciting for me. Steve's like, oh yeah. We're getting this thing. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yep. Well, and the 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 part that's been the hardest for me though isn't so much not spoiling everything for Lucas. It's not progressing past Lucas because I've had the time um, to where I could easily go past him, but I haven't. I refuse to. Instead, I'm grinding out stuff that I've been that I really haven't had time to do because we've been working on other stuff in the game. So I. My thing that I'm working on right now is collecting every set of dual blades that exists in the game and maxing them out. I am two sets of dual blades away from having a complete set, and then I start maxing stuff out, which is actually kind of cool. Um, you know, there's dual blades that I've stared at throughout this entire game that thought, oh, that would be nice, but I don't have them because we haven't farmed the monsters. And much like Eugene and Elden Ring, there are some monsters I just don't feel like I could do on my own. So some of them I have, what is it called, Lucas, uh, join request? Yeah. Um, there are some monsters that I have done join requests for to actually 
you know, farm those monsters for the parts I need. Yeah. But I'm proud to say I'm better at the game than I thought I was. You like, are. some of these hunts that I've been that I've tried to do on my own, mm-hmm. they've been close, and they've been down to the wire, mm-hmm. but there was a couple of Elder Dragons that I took down. It was it was a 50-minute hunt window. Two Elder Dragons, and what were they, Lucas? Teostra and Kushala, I think they were? Yeah. Those are two of the tougher Elder Dragons that exist in the game. Yes, they are. And I took them down on my last life with five minutes left in the hunt. Felt really, really good to do that one. Um, There's one that we're waiting... My last seven-star quest, in fact, Lucas, is the one I'm waiting to record with you. Our last seven-star quest. Yeah, our last one. I refuse to do without you. It's Who is it? Is it Valstrax? It's Valstrax. I think it's Valstrax and uh, Camellios. I don't remember. All I remember is Valstrax. See, the thing is, um, and we're a little bit stronger now, but we're still not that strong. I tried to solo that one, and he basically one-shot me multiple times. So it's well, yeah, be because that attack where he flies away and then comes back and slams down yeah. onto the ground, that yeah. is a one-shot attack. I don't think uh-huh. it matters how high your defense is. Mm-hmm. He will kill you. Yeah. So I am kind of looking forward to when we break the master rank cap. To yeah. see how much farther ahead of Lucas I might be. I suspect it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a difference. We'll see though, because you know, eventually I'm gonna get better, but you're still gonna have work, so Yeah, that's <laughs> if true. If I can stall you long enough, maybe I can catch up. This is true. So yeah, thoroughly enjoying the DLC. Um well worth the uh the ungodly amount of money I paid because I couldn't just get the DLC. I had to get the uh, amiibo for the new Elder Dragon, <laughs> which we talked about. I already. had, I had to get the controller. What? For... There's a controller. There's well, a pro controller. Yeah, there's a pro oh, controller. Boy. There's a Monster Hunter Rise pro controller, and there's a Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak oh, pro See, controller. See, Eugene usually doesn't hear about this stuff because I don't <laughs> buy in for extra crap. So like, so here's when a what new I... game comes out, I'm like, oh yeah, a game came out. <laughs> so here's what I did on that, Eugene. I, I. I, pre- I got the controller, right? Mm-hmm. And I had some credit at Best Buy, so I was getting it for like 30 bucks. And then I have a Smash Pro controller, so I sold that to a buddy of mine for 50 bucks. And then I ended up with an extra pre-order for it because I found one that I could get today, and I found one that I could get next week, and I already had the one for next week pre-ordered. So then I'm like, okay, do oh I cancel this pre-order or what? <laughs> so deep. I reached out to Lucas. Lucas doesn't want it. So I reached out to another friend of mine, and he's like, yeah, I'll take it. He's like, I don't have a pro controller, I could use it. So he's buying that one new in box at retail price. My other friend bought my old Smash controller for, you know, 50 bucks, plus the price of shipping to Arizona. So, yeah, it's been... And then, of course, I had to buy the six Amiibo coins to keep in my controller case to do the daily lottery. You've missed him. You've missed him. (laughs) There's nobody uh, like me that will ever be on this show, Eugene. This goes deep. You are a capitalist's wet dream. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't have it any other way. So, and I think that's actually it. Um, I did buy the new Sonic uh, collection, and that is a lot of fun. Very glad I bought that. Have we discussed that yet on the show? How long has it been? <laughs> have I talked about that? 
I yes. must have talked about that. Yes. Okay. You you talked about it. Because I wasn't it. planning on adding that into my routine. No, right? you, you <laughs> talked about it because I remember Justin saying that it doesn't include the 8-bit versions, so he's going to yeah. wait until it goes on sale to buy it. That's right. Hey, That's it's right. Magna Malo. Okay, I'm done. It's Magna Malo. Okay, well night. then, it's my turn, and I've got a lot to talk about, so forgive me. Um, as I mentioned on the top of the show, I've been a wee bit sick lately. I got really sick like two weeks ago. Um, in fact, I think the last show that we did, I was actually like out of breath during the show, like hot, sweating, like just a, a mess. And I thought that that was COVID, but then I got better. And then two days later, I got this, and this I tested positive for, and this was actually COVID. So I don't know what the last thing I had was, but I've been sick for like a month basically mm-hmm. um in that time my phone also decided to just randomly die it shut off and um would not turn back on so i just got a new phone tonight and there's some exciting developments with that i can do some things i couldn't do before because it's a little bit new and in the process um this stuff has changed a lot of my gaming habits because whereas normally i probably would have been recording nothing but monster hunter over and over and over again maybe a little inscription maybe a little um uh, Dark Souls. Wow, I can't believe that's the one that I, that I blanked on. But, um, you know, those are the kind of games that I've been kind of playing lately and recording. I haven't really been doing any of that. I even, I've been doing Fall Guys recordings, but I kind of had to stop doing that because it's also, you know, there's a lot of talking and a lot of playing and stuff. And I've just been playing games that I can sit quietly in bed and, and play on my own time. So the first game that I played was uh, Minecraft, actually. Steve and I have a realm. It's called Hot Zippo Wings. Um... <laughs> It's a pretty cool place, actually. It's yeah. full of all kinds of cool, fun Our lava stuff. castle is fun. Yeah, we have, like, a volcano base. We made a volcano, basically. It's a, it's a whole thing. It's, it's a way to cast the time. Um, so I I'm, I'm, have this desperate dream. We used to have a realm. We actually still do have the realm. But um, this was back when we had, like, a lot of people that would play with us and stuff. We had this big realm full of our different cities we'd built. We invited all these people, and it, it filled up with stuff. Justin was there for a while. It was a good time. I have this dream of eventually turning this into another one of those, and that would mean getting people on board again and playing again. And Steve and I have talked about in the future opening this area up to other, like, you know, members of his Discord and stuff, but we haven't done that yet. And we haven't even dove that deep into this realm yet. But I decided yeah, I'm going to go out on my own. we haven't even been to the Nether yet. Yeah, well, I, I decided I'm going to go out on my own. There was a little area that I liked. It had kind of like an amphitheater and a forest and everything. It's a cool spot. And I decided I'm going to build a nice house there because I want a house, just a regular house, not a floating jelly bean fortress surrounded by iguanas, but like a regular house, right? Something I never make in this game. And I made a house, and it's nice, and it's quaint, and it's charming, and it's, it's delightful, and I love it. That's how I spent the first day of um, my really sick time. And then I was like, I need something else to play. And you know what? The game that's a lot like uh, Minecraft, but is also entirely different? Animal Crossing. So I was like, I'm going to play Animal (laughs) Crossing. But not just any Animal Crossing. I want to start Animal Crossing over. But Mm -hmm. wait. I had all these amazing things. I had all the uh, the squeakoids that had been gifted to me. Live on the show, by the way. Yeah, that was fun. Um, they're my, my prize, my treasure, my everything. I have a few other, like, really expensive things that I've saved up for in the game over the over the year, you know, like trucks and stuff that are worth a lot of money. And I was like, I kind of want to store some of this stuff. So I hit Steve up, and I'm like, hey, Steve, you mind holding on to all this stuff for me while I reset my game? Which in so turn got me playing again. Which actually, yeah, that night I saw him, he was on for like five hours. It was yeah, I went to bed funny. at three. 
Um, so like I said, if you really want to see my old island, which is Nuhewa, I have a 10-minute video tour of that up on my channel, Lucas Peace. You can go check that out, actually. I plan on revisiting that every now and then, because it's, uh, it's nostalgic, you know? I put a lot of work into that island. I did all, like, the ground textures and everything myself, and I'm proud of how it came out, even though there were a lot of things I never finished. This time I want to do something kind of different, and I have a lot of ideas, but it's going to take a while because you don't even unlock terraforming until like a month into the game. I actually get Isabel and the town center tomorrow, so the game will be opening up a little nice. bit for me then. I think I get amiibos at that point, so yeah, things will be progressing a little bit faster from now on. But I've been enjoying it. It's a fun game. I think I started it eight days ago at this point, so uh, well, yeah, I've been having fun. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a good time. Uh, but that's Animal Crossing. Really nothing revolutionary to talk about there. Kind of same old, same old. The other game that I've been playing very passively... Oh, there's a couple. Um, okay, let's do this one next. Portal. I jumped into Portal 1. Remember how we had that conversation that Portal came out? Yep. And I was like, oh, Portal's out. Well, I downloaded it immediately, and I played through all of Portal 1. Haven't touched Portal 2 because that's kind of like watching, like committing to watching a movie. It's like a big thing. There's a there's a plot. There's there's it's like a twenty hour game. You know, it's it's a little bit more than I wanted right now. Portal One is a nice little like two to three hour experience. You know, you sit down, you do some puzzles. There's promise of cake. The cake is a lie, and then you know the game ends. So, um, really enjoyed my my replay through of Portal. It's a very enjoyable game. I did all the little bonus like difficult puzzles that are included with like the you know the dlc packs they did over the years and stuff so just kind of a fun way to pass the time there but nothing really too interesting on the portal front uh, the other game that i've been playing that you already kind of knew about was sam and max and i hit that game hard especially when i lost my phone see normally when i go into bed i have like youtube on in the background or i'm watching tv i might be playing a game you know i'm doing something i'm active i'm engaged with my phone gone, I was kind of at a loss for how to spend my nights, and Sam and Max kind of became the solution to that, because playing those games is kind of like watching a TV show, and that kind of became how I spent most of my nights. I got through all of the first game, which is all six chapters. I am more than halfway through the second game, and I'm desperately wishing that the third game would be released sooner, because I really want to play through that one as well. I really like these games, and I don't really have anything else to say about them other than that, because they're like 15 years old at this point, but they're good games, and I recommend them if you like a good point-and-click, puzzly kind of, you know, head-scratcher that will occasionally make you go, come on, that doesn't make any sense. How was I supposed to know that was there and I was supposed to pick it up? But it's a good game. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, I've been logging into Fall Guys daily just to unlock a bunch of rewards and stuff. Um, yeah, we last... saw you playing that the other night. Yeah, the last challenge they had... See, I haven't really been playing it. I've just kind of been, like, logging in, collecting rewards because they refresh the shop daily and then logging out. I do still want to play that with you and Justina. Yeah. But the last challenge they had that I got into was a couple of weeks ago. It was the Halo one. They had, like, a Master Chief costume you could unlock and stuff. So I did that. This one is a, um Assassin's Creed one, which I'm a lot less invested in. So for the next, like, week and a half, I'm just really not that interested in, like, completing the challenges and unlocking stuff. But I still pop in every day because, you know, every now and then they have, like, an outfit that I want to buy or something. And I'm getting all spruced up. So, you know, goals, dreams, aspirations, all that stuff. I want my uh, chicken the, suit. Yeah, I'll tell you if it ever comes to the store. The only other thing I want to talk about is um, normally I do a game night on Saturday nights. Not every Saturday night, but every other Saturday night. And I haven't been able to do that because I've been kind of sick and I haven't been wanting to spread it to people. 
Um, so last Saturday night, we actually got together through Tabletop Simulator, and we played a game called Spirit Island, which is really cool. Have you guys ever heard of this game? Heard of it. Never Not played Spirit it, Spirit Island. So you're a god, and you can choose from, like, the god of the river, the god of fire, the, you know, the, the patron deity of the villagers, you know, whatever you want, the, the embodiment of lightning. There's, the, oh, there's literally one that's the ocean. You can't extend beyond, like, the sea, but you can, like, swallow things up. You spread fear. There's these invading, you know, imperialists that come in. It might be, like, Sweden or Germany or whatever. But there's these imperialist nations that come in, and they basically take over your island. And your goal is to keep the island from getting blighted and eventually, like, succumbing to the blight and everything while inducing fear in them or killing them off and eventually keeping the island, you know, safe for you and if you choose your little mini inhabitants, the Dahan. Um, so we played, I played around first with the guy who usually hosts just so we could um, kind of learn the game. Then I played around with a group of four. It's a co-op game, so you, you each choose a god and you each have strengths and weaknesses. So like the first time we played, it was me and this guy. Um, I was the river god and he was the ocean god. So we had kind of a weird synergy because I could push like invaders off into like the ocean and then he could swallow them up and convert them into energy and everything and we were kind of playing off of each other there's like a deck building component so you start with a set of powers and you use energy to use the powers and you gain more you know energy as you play and more cards and stuff like that and kind of randomize your your build um the second time i played i played as i forget what her name is but she's like the patron god of like the villagers because in the game there's these little villager people and they kind of like fight for you but they're not defensive they're like tied to the land so like if they go into battle on their own they're going to get killed even if there's like a few of them kind of stuff so my whole thing was like my essence was tied to them basically so i could push them around the board i could push them into the ocean and the guy who was playing as the ocean could move me to another sea and then i could like bring my army out and we could like just wreck house it was a fun time i really like co-op games which is probably why i'm so into monster hunter mm -hmm. and um i really enjoyed this one it, it was it was a lot of fun that so sounds cool apparently yeah apparently there's a lot to do in this game there's a lot of expansion packs and stuff that you can uh you can choose to have um, I guess a couple of the people I was playing with actually have it physically, so maybe I'll be able to play it again when we're all feeling better. But um, I really liked it. It was a really fun time. And I guess there's even a solo version, too. So, you know, that might uh, eventually end up on one of my wish lists as well. But, you know, it's a really cool game. Um, again, Spirit Island. So if you're a board game okay. person and you have a group of people that you want to play that with, give it a try. It's, uh, it's fun. It was right up my alley. I very much enjoyed it. Um... That is kind of the, the long and short of what I've been up to. Like I said, kind of a weird couple of weeks. I've basically just been like lying in bed playing video games for most of it and then sleeping. So, you know, you get the you get the good with the bad, but it's put me in a very casual mood lately. You know, like I said, I haven't touched inscription in weeks. Um, Dark Souls, I've been wanting to get back to that one, but I'm just not, you know, I'm not there yet, so yeah, yeah, those are kind of the games I've been playing in the interim. And now I think Animal Crossing is going to be a big one for me for a very long time because oh, yeah. I want to turn my island into something cool. So, you know, That'll I'm lucky cool. that's going to be a, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah, well, I'm excited this is normally, to see that. Yeah, I'm excited to show you. And if it's good, I'll probably do another video too because I kind of want to show off, you know, what I make and stuff. It was fun doing that one, actually. I've always watched videos like that, but I've never really done one. Uh, this is normally the part of the night where I would say bye-bye. However... 
we have a question from our question block segment. If you want to ask us a question, I guess the best place to do that is on Infendo's Discord. Eugene lives there all by himself, kind of a hermit of sorts, and he seems <laughs> to collect these questions from people as they come in, kind of as a form of payment for subsisting in our beautiful Discord channel. <laughs> um, Andy Searson, a.k.a. DJ, a.k.a. our buddy, our special friend, writes in, with the success of Mario plus Rabbids showing what a third-party studio can do with a niche take on Nintendo IPs, what other studio would you like to take on a similar project? What IP would they use, and what would the game genre be? And I'm going to let Steve start this conversation, because he's been planning for this one all day. Yeah. And I have not been planning for this at all. So, Steve, so what have I, you got? I read this question, and this is an incredibly simple question that's yeah. incredibly difficult to pin down at its core. And oh, yeah. maybe it's because we're playing Monster Hunter right now, and I'm kind mm -hmm. of on that Monster Hunter high. I want the team that did Monster Hunter Stories to reboot the Pokemon franchise. That's a cool idea. Think about like that, that for a minute. I, I remember like saying on the show that yeah. Monster Hunter Stories 2 is the best Pokemon game we've had in years. It's yeah. got the collectum aspect, um, the battle system, again, That's very cool. very simple um, at its core. You know, you've got the three types of monsters in a rock, paper, scissors fashion, but then you've also got the elemental types on top of that. So dragons are weak to dragons in most cases. Yeah. You know, electric's weak to ice. Um, you know, ice. Yeah. Anyway, you get all that stuff right. But it's mm -hmm. got the added component of being able to ride monsters. If they can take the Monster Hunter franchise and make that work, imagine yeah. what they could do with the original franchise, the original license, the characters, That'd be and cool. a roster of over a thousand monsters at this point. Okay, I know what I want now, but Eugene, do you have one in mind yet? Yeah, I've, uh, I've been thinking about this a little bit. I've got two, actually. Um, okay. So the first one, um, I don't know that I want it because I want to play it. I just want it to see if it like works. <laughs> so I would want um, Playtonic to take over the Donkey Kong franchise and make another yes. 3D Ooh. Donkey Kong game yes. and um, see if they can cool. see, you know, see if they can do something like that. Like I a Donkey Kong 64 yeah. 2 basically. Mm -hmm. I, I think really they could cool. do it. Uh, Ukulele was yeah. so close to being there. It just wasn't quite I've, there, and that's not that it's a bad game. It's just not quite there because they either didn't have this. the money, the staff, or the IP. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Platonic doesn't have the resources to be as big as they want to be, and I think if they were backed by a company like Nintendo, yeah, exactly. they would have those. Re there would exactly. be there would be nothing nothing other than their own skill preventing them from making a good game, and I think they have that talent, you know. Yeah, they've got yeah. the. You're right. They've got the talent. They don't have the resources. Both of That's their games are felt. exceptional. Yeah, they're just. But they feel not like as indie good. games. They do. Yeah, they, they feel, feel like, like indie, indie games. They feel like something that was made with a Kickstarter fund, you know, because exactly. they don't have mm -hmm. multiple million dollars to invest into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's your other one, Eugene? Um, so my second one is um, on the 2D side. I would want. Wait, yeah, no, I would want. I was about to say Platonic again. I would want Way Forward to take over I the Metroid franchise and make a 2D Metroid. The Interesting. Yeah, the my 2D one that I had thought about. I want Yacht Club Games to reboot the Donkey Kong Country franchise. That'd be nice. cool. I think that they could actually do it. 
I could see it too, actually. So I also have two games, um, and one of mine is also Metroid, so I'll start there. But this is not the one I really want. This is kind of my side one that I thought of while we were talking. Sure. I would also like a Metroid game, but I would like the exact opposite of it. I would like, I don't even know their names, but like basically the team that made No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. I would like them to make a Metroid game, which is much more focused on open world exploration you know you're still collecting power-ups you're 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 building your power suit and all that stuff but more like a bounty hunter-ish kind of thing where you're like hopping from planet to planet collecting bounties fighting other bounty hunters you know kind of like uh, what they did with the the i was gonna say kind of what they did with hunters but i uh, love more open and bigger yeah i would i would like something like that i thought the coolest thing about hunters was for like the first time in the Metroid series, other than like the comic books, we actually got to see mm-hmm. like other alien mm-hmm. races. You know, That's like cool. the red guy from the warlike planet and the ice people. And I, yeah, I wish that that was. I kind of wish it wasn't a DS game because I w- I wanted to, I wish that that was like an yeah. HD. I want to see what all those yeah. characters would be like like in fully realized HD. Mm-hmm. Like cause that was fun. I wish that it was game, cool. I wish that game was more appreciated because it was really cool. It got um the the gameplay was a little repetitive because like you're saying it's a DS game. Mm-hmm. You know after a while you know oh I'm getting ready to fight this guy again. But but cool concept, really cool concept. Mm-hmm. However, my dream game, and I really am committed to this now. I didn't even know I wanted it two minutes ago, but now I'm fully on board. It's going to sound like a joke. I want Rockstar Games to design an F-Zero game. Rockstar to design F-Zero. Go on. So, So here's the thing. I don't want it to have Rockstar's sense of humor. I want it to be taken seriously. I want it to be treated as a Nintendo IP, but I want it to be treat I want it to be made in that like GTA engine. Here's my pitch. Here's my thought process for what this game would be. Basically, picture GTA, but instead of like a little New York City, you have like Mute City, which is attached to Big Blue, which is attached to like, you know, some third area in the F-Zero universe, right? These, these big Road. open cities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rainbow Road. Right, right. These big open futuristic cities that you can go to. Hover cars everywhere, you know, people walking the streets, making bets, you know, doing crimes. You know, the, the gritty world of F-Zero that we saw from like F-Zero GX and stuff. You can play, I guess, play as Captain Falcon or maybe just play as your own character. Um, and there's two aspects to the game, kind of like how there's two aspects to Captain Falcon. You've got the races that you can participate in that are just really good races, right? Back to like that F-Zero basic. You can tune up your car and like the garage and stuff and create the perfect machine and race against other racers. But then you can also do the other aspect of Captain Falcon that we never get to see, the bounty hunting, by like going out into the city in your car, driving around, stopping criminals, okay. taking them into the police station, like being this vigilante Batman-esque superhero that he's supposed to be when you're not doing races and like earning money to soup up your car and do more races. And, you know, I, I want this game. I want an, a, an open world GTA engine F-Zero game. And I think if it was done well, it could be really, really fun. Man, so, who are you going to pitch that I'm one so to? I, I want it. Miyamoto and the head of Rockstar. <laughs> yeah. Come on down, guys. Make it happen for me. No, I want this, and it would never in a million years happen. But right. I want it so badly, and now that I've said it, I'm torturing myself because it's all I want. It's like you're just going to have to make it yourself. I'm just yep. going to have to make it my... It'll be called G01 because <laughs> it has to be copyright free. And, you know. Oh, yeah. no, that's it, amazing. It, 
I, I want something like that. It'd be really fun. I've always thought one of the, the weirdest aspects of GTA is that you're always playing as like a dead set criminal, you know? And like one of the things that's fun about like the Spider-Man open world games is you actually get to like swing around and stop crimes from happening, you know? That would be so much fun. Imagine just like pulling up on a guy in the Blue Falcon and like running up to him and show me your moves and punching him <laughs> right in the face and tying him up and bringing him to the cops. And man, just give me that. Yeah. Give me that game. Good, good so anyway, those are our um, those are our answers to your question. If you have a question for us, and it doesn't have to be video game related, uh, feel free to ask it in our Discord channel. I really appreciate all of you who have been participating in this lately. And Eugene, I appreciate you for spurring them on because I know that you uh, poke and prod for questions every week, and it's given us some uh, it's given us some good material. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to ask us a question, pop into our Discord and ask it in the question block channel, and Eugene will relay that to us so that we can. Uh, Discuss it here at the tail end of the show. In the meantime, thank you all so much for watching or listening. We will be back again next week with another show. And until then, bye-bye. Peace. See you later. Bye-bye. Adios. Adios.